It's Casey on the radio, the health and happiness show brought to you by Hudson Valley Hospital Center, a better place to get better. Hi, it's Casey. Thanks for tuning in today for a little health and happiness. So I was taking a walk with a group of ladies last Sunday, and one of my walking partners was the lovely Loretta. She's a track coach and a fitness trainer, and we were talking about sweating and electrolytes and how important it is to replenish those electrolytes. I said, I don't know anything about electrolytes. Well, being a coach and a fitness expert, Loretta just happened to know an expert in the world of electrolytes. And that expert will join us this morning. So lifeguards and construction workers and runners and gardeners, if you get foggy, fuzzy, crampy, or lightheaded, replenish those electrolytes. Brian Butka can explain, and you can even win some free samples of Ultima Replenisher. That's coming up. First, while I was on this very same walk last Sunday, I met Fran Capo. I have never met anyone even remotely like Fran Capo. She's been in the Guinness Book of World Records as the fastest talking woman. She does stand-up comedy, motivational speaking. She writes adventure books. But her latest book has a sweet message of how to create miracles, how to stand up to bullies, how to have courage. And she was woken up in the middle of the night to write this book. Fran Capo, you are delightful and full of energy. What's your secret? Well, you know, I was really lucky, Casey. When I was growing up, my mom taught me the philosophy of nothing is impossible. And my dad taught me to always find the humor in life. So because of those two philosophies that I was raised with, if I would see somebody doing something, I'd be like, wow, I could do that. And I would try it. And if it worked, it became part of my motivational speaking. And if it didn't, it became part of my stand-up comedy. So either way, I was able to use anything. <laughs> That's right. As someone who has occasionally done theater, you know, if you have a good performance, you have a good performance. If you have a bad performance, you have a good story. Yes. <laughs> you have a good story. And, I, and you I, need both. <laughs> yeah, and I have a lot of good stories to share about my theater world. So you've written how many books? I've written 18 books, and they're all different. And the latest one is, I would even call it a parable. It's called Hopeville, the City of Light. Tell us how this came to you. Hopeville, like we just said, there were 18 books. Hopeville is the only book that came to me in a different way. It was 4 o'clock in the morning. You know, you're sleeping at 4 o'clock in the morning, and I hear a voice in my head. I can't even tell you whether it was a male or female voice. And it was like, Fran, get up. You have to write this book. So I'm thinking, wow, this is a really weird dream. And so, but it's going, Fran, get up. So I get up. I turn on the light. I'm like, okay, that's weird. Turn off the light. Try to go back to sleep. And it's like, get up. You have to write this book. It has a message that has to go out to the world. All right. Let me ask you a question. Let me just jump in. Did you hear this voice inside of you or outside of you? I... Hmm, that's interesting. No one's ever asked me that. I think I heard it. It was as if somebody was actually speaking to me. Okay. So, and, and there was somebody in the room, and that's why I kept turning on the light. And then? And then what happened was I kept trying to go back to sleep, and the voice was very persistent. So then what I started to do was I started arguing with the voice. I was like, listen, you know what? I don't know what you're talking about, but 4 o'clock in the morning is no time for me to start writing something. And I'm in the middle of another book, and the voice just kept saying, you need to write this book. And I'm like, I don't even know what book you're talking about. And so they said, the voice said, write this down. So I write down, Hopeville, the city of light. And then the next morning I get up, I take my son to school, I take my mom to work, and I have to get my car fixed. I go into the shop and I bring my computer because I know I'm going to be there for a couple hours if the car is being fixed. And I'm about to write more on my book, Adrenaline Adventures, which was the book I was working.
working on. And Casey, honestly, in all the years that I've written, I've never had writer's block. And I went to type, and my fingers physically could not type the next chapter on. And I'm like going, okay, this is really scary. I don't know what is happening. Why can't I type? And I would go to type, and it was as if something was blocking me from typing. So I was like, okay, I can't sit here for three hours and not accomplish anything. So then I said, what was the name of that book? So I went and grabbed the name of the book I had scribbled down in the morning and went to type Hope Fill the City of Light, and I swear to you, for the next three hours, I didn't move, I didn't breathe, I don't know what I was typing. All I know was when I wrote the end, the mechanic said to me, Fran, your car's ready. He goes, but I have to say to you, honestly, that was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And I'm like, what? He goes, you didn't move. You didn't breathe. He goes, you were like a zombie just sitting there typing. And I said, I think I wrote a book. And he's like, how do you not know? I go, I honestly can't tell you one word I put on that page. Okay. So did you channel this book? See, I don't know because I don't really, I've never experienced channeling, so I can't even say that I would know if that's what channeling is. Okay, do you think a power outside yourself came to you and used you to write this book? Yes. Okay. I absolutely do. Terrific. And the book is a hopeful story, yes? Yes, the book is actually a a very simple story with a great message. It's really about four people, an uneducated widow mother who's working to make ends meet, a little boy who's getting bullied every day, an old man who feels no one respects him and is tired of life, a good-hearted, successful businessman who has given up everything to succeed and has no, no one to leave his business to, and all of them are having a tough time in their lives at that moment. And that night they say a prayer, the same type of prayer, and asking for guidance. An angel of light appears to each of them with the same message and they're asked to carry out this task and each of them think they're not capable of you know such a big task but in the end they do it anyway and the efforts of each person no matter how small it may seem at the time transforms the energy of the whole town that they live in so really it's a story of hope love inspiration never giving up following your dreams and living life to the fullest no matter what obstacles may seem in your way and it shows you how one person has a ripple effect on a whole community and can make people together if they come together to reevaluate and realize the important things that truly lead to happiness in life. All right. So, so what is it? You're on pumpkin seeds. What, what is it that makes you so uh, happy and energetic? There's actually 44 principles that wind up coming out of the book. And a lot of it, I'd say one of the main principles is that you control your inner light and your passion in your light by your thoughts and where you focus your attention. And you bringing joy to others also increases the light that you have inside yourself, where a lot of times people are thinking, what makes me happy? What can I do? But actually, if you do something for somebody else, it actually increases things for you. And then it speaks also because each chapter seems to have a part like the businessman. So like people do business with people they trust. Before you get into each chapter, because I only have, believe it or not, three minutes left with you. Okay. Um, So, okay. So did you ever write these kinds of books before? Were you an angel writer? Did you write about angels and hopefulness before? No. Books were adrenaline adventures, books about New York, books about the mob. Totally not books about this. Okay. So where do you think it comes from? Do you, is this an angel you know or an angel you don't know? 
actually not an angel. I don't even know if it's an angel, but I do knew, know later in life I started praying a lot to Mother Mary, and now I know that when I do pray to Mother Mary, um, I usually get an answer within three hours, and I've had other people pray to her, and they've now gotten answers and things, so I'm thinking maybe back then, even though I was not praying to her, that maybe it was her who came to me. I honestly uh, why, don't know. Why, why did you start praying to her? Because I was very discouraged about something I was doing in California. I was pitching, and I called my mom, and I was like, Mommy, I don't know what to do. I feel very upset. My mom was alive at that time. And then my mom said, try praying to Mother Mary. I'm like, oh, I've never prayed to Mother Mary before. So when I first started, I was like, uh, Mother Mary, I'm really sorry. I never prayed to you before. I know there's bigger things in life, but if you could help me out here woman to woman, I would uh, really appreciate it. And so I just kind of prayed like that. And then the afternoon session in, in the place that I was went fast fantastic and I was like so then I was like Mother Mary I just want you to know I'm not an ungrateful person I just you know thank you very much and then at one point my son almost died prayed to Mother Mary and actually got a physical uh, uh, locket that was sent to me with a picture of a rose on one side and a Mother Mary on the other that came to me from a lady that didn't even know I was praying and called me up and said your mom and Mother Mary came to me and said Fran's not hearing us and she said I have a locket and it was a, I know we don't have time to discuss this, but it was manifested in a physical sense. All right. Well, you're just going to have to come back, Fran Capo, because one segment with you just doesn't do it. Six-time world record holder, most known as the Guinness Book of World Records, fastest talking woman. You did pretty good. I almost pulled you over for speeding this morning. <laughs> There's so much more to you, and your your inspirational novella, Hopeville, The City of Light, is adorable, and people can get it online, Yes. Yeah, they could get it through, it's available in ebook, and they could get it, if they want an autographed copy, they could actually go to francapocapo.com, and I autograph the copies of the books. Those are the hard copies, or ebooks are available in iTunes and Amazon and every place else. Hopeville, the city of light, Fran Capo and francapo.com. So happy to meet her on a walk last week at the Buddhist monastery in Carmel. It was a challenge to stay quiet for the both of us. Next, got sweat will replenish your electrolytes in a very healthy way. It's Casey on the radio, the health and happiness show. Friend it on Facebook and follow it on Twitter. Casey on the radio, fun and inspiration. How does an award-winning Hudson Valley Hospital get even better? It teams up with the number one hospital in New York. Hudson Valley Hospital is now part of New York Presbyterian. And with our new name comes new possibilities. New York Presbyterian Hudson Valley Hospital now has expanded clinical services previously not available in the Hudson Valley and easy access to the expertise and resources of New York Presbyterian in Manhattan. Visit nyp.org slash Hudson Valley to learn more about the amazing things happening here. Today, bullies aren't just in the hallways at school or on the playground. Now, cyberbullies can taunt your child with texts, posts, and videos any time of day through mobile devices and computers. If your child is being bullied, they may feel helpless, have difficulty sleeping, skip school, or even run away from home. Talk to your child about what they are going through and let them know they are not alone. For help, call the National Runaway Switchboard at 1-800-RUNAWAY or visit 1-800-RUNAWAY.ORG. 
Hi, it's Casey, and thanks for tuning in today. I was saying earlier, last Sunday, I went on a group walk with a bunch of ladies at the Buddhist temple in Carmel, and part of the walk was quiet. But on the chatty part, I was chatting with Loretta, a track coach. We were talking about staying hydrated for summer and electrolytes. And being a coach and a fitness expert, Loretta knew just who I should talk to about hydration and electrolytes. So you lifeguards and runners and construction workers, if you get crampy or lightheaded, replenish your electrolytes. Brian Butka tells us more, and you can win some free samples to Ultima Replenisher coming up. First, Brian has a little pop quiz to get us started. If you take two guys, two average guys, they're about 150 pounds, and one is is not so fit. He's got about 35% body fat, and the other guy, he's pretty fit. He's the runner. He's out there today taking advantage of National Running Day. He's got about 9% body fat. If both of these gentlemen go out for a jog, and they happen to sweat the same amount, if we could measure that. Which do you think, or your listeners can think about this, answer it to themselves, which of the two men, the man with the higher body fat or the leaner one, which is a greater risk for dehydration? I got it wrong myself the first time, but electrolytes are the minerals that help with a variety of functions that we think of muscular contraction, right? The electrolytes have an electronic, a positive charge, but there are six, sodium, chloride, potassium, magnesium, phosphorus, and calcium. So sodium, we're all very familiar with that, but I think when we think of activity, first of all, it obviously regulates total body water. We're, we're mostly familiar with that. We think of we're holding water or something of that. We think of sodium, but it's vital in muscle contractions and nerve functions. Chloride helps maintain acid balance base in our body, but it also maintains osmotic pressure. That's just fancy for making sure the fluid inside our cells stays inside and the fluid outside our cells cells stays outside unless the body wants them interacting and moving in and out. Potassium is primarily found in or is vital in um, muscle cells. It's found inside muscle cells, but it's involved with um, not only muscle contractions, but it's vital for proper cardiac muscle activity. It keeps our heart healthy. Uh, magnesium keeps blood pressure normal, keeps heart rhythm steady. If we tend to be deficient in magnesium, it's very easy to get heart palpitations, among other things. We as Americans tend to underconsume magnesium on a daily basis. So that's also one of the reasons when I look to hydrate, I look to make sure those minerals are in the, in the product as well because we just tend to underconsume uh, magnesium. Phosphorus plays a role in energy process. ATP provides energy for muscle contractions. Phosphorus plays a key role in that. The calcium, we all know about calcium, primarily found in our bones. As a matter of fact, 99% of it is. But it all is also vital for muscle contractions. Again, because our body has so much, we often don't think it's necessary to supplement because if it needs it, it'll pull it right out of the bones. And it's not you know, necessarily a detrimental process, but in my mind, I think, again, I'm thinking back to what's optimal performance? How yes. am I going to feel my best. As a company, our goal is to help our consumers feel and perform their best. So there's a little bit of calcium in our product. And as you're looking at products for hydration, you probably should have just a little bit of calcium in there just so it's there available. We don't have to take it out of the bone. So that was just a kind of a snapshot of some of the things these minerals do. I mean, they, they play a huge role in, in how our body performs in a variety of functions outside of this. But they are vitally important when you think of dehydration or someone's been ill, right? Go rehydrate, go replenish those electrolytes that have been lost. Your body doesn't store them in, in our fat cells. So like vitamin E, fat-soluble, or vitamin A is fat-soluble because your body stores it in body fat. These nutrients, these minerals specifically, being water-soluble, would tend to flush out. Uh, you'll excrete them, sweat, urine. If the more active you are, the more conscious you're going to want to be in supplementing or adding in high 
mineral content foods, but certainly some some supplements can be very beneficial. Okay, so if I happen to be suffering from a lack of electrolytes because of a bad diet or overactivity, what does that look like? We can sweat out. Think of a water bottle, right? A 16-ounce water bottle. Between a little more than one of those, up to three of those per hour of activity. Oh, I've never sweat that much. I, I sweat on the high end of that. I have talked to people who don't sweat very much, but this is just kind of typical. So in terms of, so they're not just sweating out water. What's interesting is that in that, say, hour's worth of activity, in, in a given liter of sweat, maybe an hour's worth of uh, a, you know activity outside in the heat or a Bikram yoga session, they probably sweat much more than that when it's 100 plus degrees and you're doing some real intense activity. For a typical person, you may sweat out 28 milligrams of calcium. You're going to sweat out a little bit of iron, a little more than 10 milligrams of magnesium, phosphorus, 150 milligrams of potassium. Sodium can range from just a few hundred milligrams to a couple thousand milligrams and a bit of zinc and other minerals. And so not only are we needing to replenish the water, but also those extra minerals. And we use our the example earlier of our 150 pound man. That's about 600 milliliters, so a water bottle's worth, maybe 20, 30 minutes worth of exercise, if the person's not properly hydrated, could bring on the first symptoms of dehydration, which some of it's you, you'll be thirsty, but also if you're you're active and you're not being replenished, then that could lead to things like, you know, headache, muscle cramping, so even just moderate amount of activity, not being well hydrated can lead to the initial stages of dehydration. But just drinking water won't put the minerals back in our body. That's correct. It's wise to supplement with more, get that fluid back in. I will say that I come from the perspective of I I don't want to just do the minimum. I want to make sure that my body feels and performs at its peak, at its best. So in that case, when I'm thinking optimal performance, and that could just be functioning throughout the day in the office or, you know, getting ready to go to the gym for a workout or a jog, I'm going to think about adding those extra, those minerals back in, those six electrolytes and some additional support minerals just to make sure my body is well taken care of. You know, I'm all for that, but I'm not going to drink a sports drink that's blue and has a bunch of dye and sugar in it. I would say that we offer a really good solution to that, along with our product, Ultima Replenisher, which has no added artificial colors or sweeteners. It's actually sweetened with stevia. It will enable you to replenish and to be properly hydrated without adding anything artificial. It's no added sugar. It's almost calorie-free. So whether it's, um, you know, you're being very active, you're going to go on a 5K or you're training for a marathon, or you're just saying, you know what, I want my hydration to taste good, but I want it to be pretty healthy for me as well. We have have um, actually lots of moms who give this to their their kids just as a healthy drink. Our pop quiz at the beginning, most of us know a good portion of our body weight is water. It's about 60%. And so for that, the two fictitious guys there that we talked about, that's about 40 liters of water in our bodies. Blood is 80% fluid, which we would all kind of expect the the difference. There would be blood cells, etc. Our muscle is 70% fluid, which sort of makes sense. And here's something that I found to be very interesting. Our our fat cells are only 25% fluid. So that makes an impact on us. To give that answer out, I think most of the audience would have figured it out, that the person who's less lean, the person that's got the 35% body fat, they're actually going to be more susceptible to dehydration, giving equal fluid loss. Because? Because fat cells can hold less fluid, less water than muscle cells. So a leaner person is going to have more water in their body. They're still going to need to hydrate, but the the slightly heavier person is going to be more susceptible.
So there you go, sweaty friends. Drink your water, and if you want a healthy way to replenish your electrolytes, Brian Butka is offering us some free samples of his Ultima Replenisher. Just send an email if you'd like to try it, and we'll send them out to you. Next, a sneak peek at Singing From Your Heart. You're listening to Casey on the Radio. Fun and inspiration. Find out more at CaseyOnTheRadio.com. It's time to get healthy with 100.7 WHUD. If you're a business specializing in health, nutrition, holistic wellness, or fitness, become a vendor at the first annual Health and Wellness Expo, Saturday, June 28th from noon till 5 at the Crown Plaza Suffern. Inspire wellness and connect with potential customers at the first annual Health and Wellness Expo, powered by Crystal Run Healthcare. We want you healthy. Call Deanna at 845-838-6000 for exhibitor or sponsor information and learn more at whud.com have alcohol or drug dependence made your life or the life of someone you love unmanageable for more than a hundred years st christopher's inn has been the place where men in crisis find hope located in garrison new york st christopher's inn is a residential shelter and substance abuse treatment center where no man is turned away because of race religion or ability to pay if you or someone you know needs to find a way out of addiction call us at 800 800- 424-0027 or visit our website at stchristophersin.org Hi, it's Casey. Did you ever truly sing a song from your heart? You may be surprised at the outcome. Peter Muir is a musician who uses music as therapy. We work with people who basically they feel that they have music inside them, but they, they it's never really come out. Yeah. And often there's a trauma there. Often they've been told, say, by a chorus teacher or something like that, hey, you sing off key. Why don't you, you know, stand at the back of the room? I'll give you a specific example that I'm, I'm working with at the moment. Is a young man who's recovering from mental illness, and he was told exactly that by his chorus teacher. He was told he... He couldn't sing, and to sing, and because he was singing off key, and we say that singing off key really isn't important. The main thing is not whether it's done technically correct, but the heart intent with which it's done. So, it's, so is it from the heart? That's the important thing. Again, I come back to the mother singing the lullaby to the baby. The important thing isn't she, she sings all the notes of the lullaby correctly and it's in tune and so forth. The main thing is that she does it from the heart to comfort her baby who's in dis- distress. Um, I talked about this with this young man and we have him singing now on our programs all the time. He's fantastic. He sings Irish songs. He sings Beatles songs. He, he just, and he has actually a quite, quite an extraordinary gift. Join us next week Peter Muir will talk about his whole music approach. Until then, keep a happy song in your heart and have a great week. You've been listening to Casey on the Radio. Hear more at CaseyOnTheRadio.com. The information shared on this show is intended for general information purposes only. You can contact Casey through the website, CaseyOnTheRadio.com.